Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud. I am your host, and uh, we've got a our four, well, third waiver wire madness episode of the season. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. We've got uh, some major headlines to cover, uh, injuries that have basically killed any chances of me having any sort of comeback in one of my leagues. And that just so happens to be the public listener league. So um, that being said, why don't we go ahead and get in? we got a couple announcements. Then we'll get into the headlines. And then we'll hit up some waiver wire madness. Starting off the announcements, make sure, again, uh, hit that subscribe button, whether you are listening on uh, iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, CastBox, mul- you know, any of the, the, the multitude of podcast listening services. Please hit subscribe. Uh, leave us a rating and review. We would love to hear your guys' feedback on on what you're hearing from us, um, so that we can uh, so that we can uh, you know, improve or you know whatever. So um, so please do that. Uh, also, please go to Patreon.com/SkullKingNation. Uh, um, on there, you will see our um, you will see our uh, our page there where you can become a a supporter of Skull King Football. Um, the basic, uh, the, the basic membership, you can, uh, um, uh, you get, uh, let's see, uh, part of a, you become part of our Slack channel, uh, where you can ask all of your start sit questions or whatever from our staff. Um, they will be able to answer your questions. Um, you basically, basically by being part of this, you get first crack at, at us. Um, we are more likely to answer your questions on Slack than we are to necessarily catch all of them on our Facebook group or anything like that so um also there's you know other you know there's other tiers where you can move up and and uh and you know get more and more stuff uh, you know discounts on all uh, skull king merchandise um an hour worth of consultations you know video consultations with me so um guys check that out and uh and we hope that you um you know support us and and become members of the skull king nation uh, one last thing is we've got a couple, at least one new thing in the works that uh, we're hoping to make an announcement either later this week or next week. Um, you know, we're doing what we can to expand um, our content and our ability to help you not only in season long, but in DFS, in Dynasty. And so um, we've got a you know something that we're a little thing that we're working on right now that hopefully we'll be able to announce uh, pretty soon. So. Again, um, looking forward to seeing where where this goes. So, all right. So, why don't we go ahead? That's it for the announcements. Why don't we go ahead and hop into today's headlines? Today's headlines. And starting it off, Saquon Barkley. He is out four to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. Some people say that it's possible for him to come back a little bit sooner. Usually, with high ankle sprains, it's it's not looking good. Uh, one of the speculations is that Saquon Barkley may the, the Giants may actually sit him through was it the I want to say their week eleven by um, or ten by so that he can come back for the last six games which would be great and he can come back for 
you know, the fantasy playoffs or right at the run up into the fantasy playoffs, which would be wonderful. Um, it would be great to have him back even sooner than that, especially, you know, considering I know how many people use their first, uh, you know, the first overall pick on him. So, uh, hopefully he is able to come back sooner than that. Uh, if you're wondering if Wayne Gallman is, is going to do much, he's okay. He'll do a little bit, not much. Um, you know, for those of you who maybe follow, uh, Matthew Barry on social media, he already posted a video about this saying that, you know, Wayne Gallman is just a guy he'll do. Okay. You know, he'll really only be a flex play. Daniel Jones may lead the league or may lead the team in, in, uh, maybe not carries, but at least rushing yards um, a lot of weeks while Saquon Barkley is out. So, uh, Number two, story number two, Cam Newton has already been ruled out for week four. Um, it's amazing how a team can have confidence in a quarterback that completes more than 70% of his passes or more than 60% for that matter, um, which Cam Newton has, has historically – had a hard time. I want to say he's maybe had one season of around 65% completion percentage. Um, you know, Kyle Allen, you know, 73% completions was what, 19 for 26. Um, 261 yards, four touchdowns. Now, again, I understand this was against an Arizona team that is giving up tons of points and tons of yards to everyone. They, they are a, a terrible, terrible defense. That being said... He's a backup quarterback that was still able to get it done. So, um, for those of you who had, you know, who had the the guts to use him in a in a matchup uh, with a crappy defense, congratulations. Um, I don't see him necessarily putting up the same numbers this next week. Uh, I think I actually have no, I don't have who he's playing. So I believe they're playing maybe Houston. Yeah, they're playing against Houston, and Houston's given up a ton of yards. Um, on defense, they've given up the 14th most fantasy points to the defensive position. So uh, they have, you know, they have been struggling a little bit in terms of uh, the pass defense. So Kyle Allen may be a streaming uh, a streaming option in deeper leagues, 14 to 16 team leagues. That's a really about the only place I'd really want to use him. So moving on to story number three. Um, this was kind of an obvious take, uh, according to. Um, of what I saw on Sleeper, I believe it's from a, an interview posted on ESPN. Um, Aaron Rodgers has stated that four targets isn't enough for Devontae Adams, and the entire fantasy community agrees. I think anyone who pays attention to football or the NFL in general uh, knows that four targets for Devontae Adams is not enough. Um Matt LaFleur um, stated that uh, Jimmy Graham needs the ball too. Uh, he said that it's on him and the rest of the coaches. Quote, you always want to get your playmakers the ball, and Devontae is a premier playmaker in the league. So is Jimmy. Well, Devontae is. Jimmy's kind of past his prime and you know can get a couple things done here and there, but that's about it. So um, Devontae Adams, hopefully... This will be this will cause an uptick in not only his production, but if Devontae Adams' production is going up, that means that Aaron Rodgers' production is going up, and he won't just be a quarterback six, fifteen or sixteen on the season. So, hopefully, this is a this is a, a good thing for everyone involved. 
um, with the uh, the Green Bay offense. So, um, a few other notes as we uh, as we finish up the uh, the headlines. Uh, Big Ben has already had his elbow surgery. He is re- expected to return for 2020. We will see how that goes and how his recovery goes. Uh, Kyle Shanahan believes that Tevin Coleman will be back week four. So for those of you who um, who need a little help uh, in the running back situation, that he's maybe available on waivers. He may be a, a pickup to go with this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton re-aggravates his quad injury, according to Frank Reich. Uh, we'll kind of see this. This is something that we are going to have to monitor uh, throughout this week um, to see how he goes. Um, they're still wondering how he's going to progress. Uh, the Raiders apparently want to get Josh Jacobs more involved in the pass offense, want to get him more targets. I Really, they're doing okay in terms of the short yardage targets with Darren Waller getting you know 14 targets a game. Uh, uh, but I, I do understand how they want to get... They want to get Jacobs more involved so that he's not just getting 14 carries for 40 yards. So... Um, Sam Darnold has not been medically cleared yet to start practicing again from uh, his bout with mono. So we will see if he can, how he can do coming back in week five. I believe this is week four. They have their bye week this week. So again, we'll kind of see how that goes going into week five. They may, it may be more of the, the Luke Falk project. And the last story that we're going to go over real quick, AJ Green is not practicing. However, um, he is moving in the right direction, according to head coach Zach Taylor. Will not play against Pittsburgh Monday night. So um, hopefully in the next few weeks we will see uh, some A.J. Green action and hopefully be able to see him on the field. So that is it for the headlines. We are going to take a, a little break right here for a second, and then we will hop into the waiver wire madness. Waiver Wire Madness. All right, getting into the waiver wire, we're going to get through these pretty quick here. Starting off with the quarterback position, Mr. Daniel Jones. Uh, This week in week four, he has uh, a home matchup against the Washington Redskins, who have given up the fourth most points to the quarterback position. You know a Defense is struggling when they give up, was it uh, three or four touchdowns to Mitchell Trubisky through the air? Um, I am a firm believer that this Washington defense is not very good. And so I think that Daniel Jones can have another solid game. I'm not expecting him to blow the doors off the off the place again. I mean, if you, if you look at um, this last week, what did he finish with? Uh, about 300 passing yards, two rushing TDs, two passing TDs. Did have a couple of fumbles. So he, being a rookie, he is going to make those kinds of mistakes. But again, he's only 18% owned, so I think that he should be, he's widely available. For those of you who are streaming quarterbacks, um, I think that he is a possible solid uh, pickup for this week. Uh, the next option is Andy Dalton versus Pittsburgh, 32% owned. Uh, Pittsburgh has given up the sixth most uh, uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, they had a pretty good week this past week. It was okay against uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo, you know, struggled a little bit. I want to say one touch, one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, 
but uh, the I know that um, the two weeks before that uh, they they definitely struggled against uh, Seattle. So um, I think that Andy Dalton is a is a pretty solid pickup. It is a an away game against Pittsburgh, and it is a division rivalry. So we'll kind of see. It's a Monday night game. If you're desperate, I think that Andy Dalton could be an okay pickup. Uh, I would rather, I mean, I would rather use Daniel Jones against Washington than Andy Dalton against Pittsburgh, simply because rivalry games like that, division rivals that, where teams are actually in it and can play all right. Uh, I again, I prefer Daniel Jones, even though that one's a divisional matchup too. Uh, I'd prefer Daniel Jones at home than uh, Andy Dalton away. So that's that's why I'm going that way. So uh, moving on to the running backs. Uh, we've got a little bit of a list here. So uh, at running back, uh, number one, Chris Thompson. Uh, again, all of these are owned in less than 50% of leagues. Uh, uh, and I use I use Yahoo for, for this list. Uh, Chris Thompson playing at obviously at uh, the New York Giants, 44% owned. Has been pretty solid. I want to say tonight had another 10, 11 points in P, in full PPR. Um, and so even in half PPR, he's putting up 8 to 9 a game. With how their defense gives up a massive amount of points, Case Keenum is forced to have to throw the ball a lot. And when they're in you know catch-up mode, Chris Thompson's the, the running back that they use. So um, I think he's a, he'll be a pretty decent flex play in PPR. Possibly even in half PPR, but I think you you know half PPR. I think you could probably go with a, a wide receiver, maybe a better option. But again, in full PPR, um, Thompson is a is a solid flex option, I believe, for this next week against the Giants. Uh, second one is Wayne Gallman. Really, the only reason for Wayne Gallman is the fact that uh, Saquon Barkley is out again. You know, I, I mentioned uh, what um, what was said about uh, about Gallman by Matthew Barry. I agree with it. Wayne Gallman isn't great. He's had, you know, he's had some okay games. I still think that Daniel Jones is going to lead this, could likely lead this team in rushing um, over the next few weeks while we wait for Saquon Barkley to come back. So he's only seven percent owned, so he's widely out there. I know that it's the mainly the guys that are going to be going after him are are Saquon owners. Um, if you want to be that guy and take. Wayne Gallman and try to you know a trade to a Saquon owner whatever um it's this is more of a out of desperation than anything so Justin Jackson now this may seem like a, a, a an interesting pick Justin Jackson at Miami 29% owned in leagues I know that Austin Eckler right now is like the number three running back in fantasy the reason that I have Justin Jackson on here uh we'll call it the Tony Pollard effect um Last week against Miami, the Dallas Cowboys pretty much had run over the Miami Dolphins. And so they pulled Zeke and basically just gave the ball to, to Tony Pollard. And what do you know? Tony Pollard, in one of my leagues, finished with 21 points. Um, you know, rushed for over 100 yards, had a couple decent catches, I think finished with a touchdown as well. So this is more of a garbage time type of pick. Um, if you are in a league that you're desperate for running backs, a deeper league, uh, I'm in a 14 and a 16 team league, the 16 team league, I think I might have Justin Jackson 
and so I may <laughs> I may be forced to play him this week because I lost Saquon Barkley. Um, and so he's he's a guy that again this is a garbage play type of type of move that I think he could provide value if the Chargers can really get off to a hot start and uh, you know they're playing Miami and Miami seemingly can't play any defense. So uh, next up is Rex Burkhead playing at Buffalo, twenty five percent owned. Uh, he had a decent game this last week. Uh, again, James White was out because of the birth of a child. So I think that with how much Sonny Michelle is struggling, like, what was it, like, seven or eight carries? He had, like, I think it was, like, seven carries for eight yards, but he had a touchdown on a two-yard dive. He is really, really struggling. So I think with, with Sonny Michelle struggling the way he is, they may get Rex Burkhead a little more involved in the run game. We'll see. You know, James White, for the most part, is going to be staying as the passing down back. They may try to get Damian Harris involved. I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. I think that Rex Burkhead is a guy that could be used. Again, it's not the greatest matchup going up against Buffalo. I want to say, let's see, looking at it, Buffalo has given up the uh, seven, uh, 17th fewest points um, against uh against running backs so that's a that's just a you know something little there uh the last one this is this is again another desperation type cj Procise, zero percent owned um so less than one percent of leagues uh owned on yahoo going up against arizona with um with penny out this last week with a bad hammy and the constant fumbling issues of chris carson CJ Procise actually outsnapped like I want to say it was like 45 to 37 outsnapped Chris Carson this week. Now they didn't use him a whole lot in the run game. I was had uh was it five carries for like 8 10 yards or something like that. Had five catches for 38 yards. So with Procise it's more of a watch to see what happens this week if Penny is out. So this is more of a no no one's really going to go out and desperately go after ProSize, unless it's a really deep league again desperation i have one league that i own him again it's a 16 team league with a you know 12 man bench so that's the one league that i have cj ProSize and actually played him this week because of penny and if he is injured i think that ProSize is a possible pickup in a deeper league maybe play him as a desperation if your morning doesn't go well it's at arizona so it's going to be a west coast game later start so it's going to be in that you know 4.30 for the East Coast, 4, 4.30 for the East Coast in terms of when this game is going to start. So you'll have gone through the early slate of games already. Procise is a possible play if Penny is out because of Chris Carson's struggles again, it's it's CJ Procise. So he is the next best guy. I think the next one behind him is Travis Homer, the rookie. So... Procise is, again, Procise is a desperation throw. Procise is a guy to maybe keep your eye on. Watch to see how Penny does the rest of this week in terms of injury. So, Oh, and uh, Arizona. Oh, that's right. He was a last-minute pick, so I didn't have Arizona's uh, where they're at in terms of deep or how their defense is. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. McCole Hardman going against Detroit. Detroit gives up the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers. They're playing in Detroit. And while, yeah, you'd think home field advantage, for me, it's I see this Kansas City offense and they'll be playing on turf, and so they're going to be freaking fast. Uh, 
Um, I think that Hardman and Robinson could put up big points. This is going to be uh, this could be a really fun game to watch. Um, Forty nine percent owned. I definitely think that Hardman is a guy to own for this week. I think that he is he is going to continue to put up points. It was an eighty three yard touchdown or whatever it was this last week. Had a seventy plus yarder taken away the week before because of a penalty. He is he is the real deal. I think that he is the he is definitely filling that Tyreek Hole type of role. So, uh, moving on, number two, DJ Chark. Now, it's not the best matchup. He's going up against Denver in Denver, and Denver's given up the third fewest points to uh, wide receivers, uh, 41% owned. But DJ Chark has become the main guy um, for Garner Menchie to throw to. Uh, let's say through three games, he's got, uh, was it, 17 targets, 15 catches, 277 yards, and three TDs. So he's he's playing pretty solid, about nine, you know, 92, 93 yards a game, uh, a, averaging a touchdown a game. So he is going to continue to be the main target for Gardner Minshew in the pass game. So he is the guy that I really have my eye on. While he may not be the best play this week. Moving forward, I think that he'll have some good matchups to uh, to to be targeted for later on down the road. Uh, our number three is Philip Dorsett. Again, going against Buffalo, not the greatest matchup. Uh, they've given up the the Buffalo's given up the eleventh fewest um, fantasy points to wide receivers. However, uh, with Tom Brady as your quarterback, you're never counted out. And Philip Dorsett obviously was the main benefactor of um, Antonio Brown getting released. Uh, I think that he fills he fills kind of that uh, that mid range route uh, tree very very well. So I think that he could be in for a solid game, possibly in for a solid game against Buffalo, depending on how they play against Edelman. Edelman should be okay for this week, according to the injury report. Uh, nothing serious from what they've seen, so he should be okay. So Phil said again is he's going to be the third wide receiver, but could still have some fantasy value for this week. Uh, moving on to the tight ends. Uh, number one is Will Disley uh, going up against Arizona, who has given up the most points to tight ends in fantasy right now. Will Disley is on 46%. I believe that Will Disley is now third on the team in targets after having five targets last week, seven targets in this game on Sunday. Now, Again, I know that Seattle is out of its element in terms of running the ball because of the early turnovers and the and the special teams blunders. They were forced to go into catch-up mode throwing the ball. Now, because of that, they were they had no choice but to throw the ball more. Will Disley, I want to say his touchdown was um, the last play of the game to which you know was meaningless basically at that point it was a stats patter. But again, he is being targeted, the only the only two people getting more targets than him are uh, Tyler Lockett, who has fourteen targets and eleven targets. I want to say in the last two games, uh, and DJ Met or sorry DK Metcalf, who uh, who's averaging well, I want to say six, eight, and six over the last three games. So, um, other than that, Will Disley is getting the most getting the most work. So. I definitely think that Disley is a solid uh, addition and could be in for a big week against a, a very humble Arizona defense. Uh, 
Number two, Vernon Davis going up against, again, the New York Giants, who have given up the seventh most points to the tight end position. He's only owning 20% of leagues. Again, it's going to be weeks, like we said, uh, before Jordan Reed is available to come back from uh, the concussions. His career may be over. Uh, Tough night tonight for Vernon Davis, but again, they were going up against the Chicago defense. He's not a guy who's necessarily going to win you weeks. He's going to have some good weeks. Uh, but uh, he's averaging was it you know three catches and forty yards a week, so uh, he's he's not going to get you a zero most likely. And again, the the uh, New York defense uh, has been struggling. They've given up the seventh most points to the tight end position so far this year. So a couple um, kind of dart throw type uh, guys. These are ones that you don't necessarily want to go out and just get off the waiver wire. But watch the injury reports. Hayden Hurst going up against Cleveland, 2% owned. Um, Mark Andrews had some struggles with his foot. Seven targets, only three catches this last game. Did not have a very good week. Uh, We'll see how that foot does this next week. Uh, He played on it the last two. If he doesn't, Hayden Hurst is the one that's going to step into that role where Lamar Jackson likes throwing to his tight end. So again, he is the guy to add kind of later in the week, watch the waiver or watch the injury reports on Mark Andrews. And the last one, Dawson Knox going up against New England. He's another guy that long shot dart throw, kind of wait and see. Uh, the uh, New England has given up the eighth fewest points to the tight end position. Their defense, um, they haven't played great uh, offenses in uh, the, the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. That being said, um, you know, keep an eye on Dawson Knox going going on from now. I know he had one big game, but on an offense that's learning to become more explosive and, and Allen is learning to be a better quarterback, um, the tight end position isn't necessarily a great spot in Buffalo with, I want to say, Tyler Croft is their best is or was originally their number one, and he's been suffering with uh, foot and ankle injuries. Dawson Knox was um, an underrated tight end coming into the draft. He was kind of a he was another one of those uh, combine darlings uh, coming out of Old Miss. Uh, you know, four five four five seven speed. I want to say uh, so. He's definitely a guy to look at. Wasn't used a whole lot at Old Miss simply because they had AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. And I believe Darius Slayton was their third was the third wide receiver. I could be wrong. So they had a lot of weapons to use. So this is this is just a guy, a very athletic guy to watch out for. So all right. That is it for our waiver wire madness show. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow to go over uh, start going over the matchups for the rest of this week. Uh, we hope you have a uh, a great week and that you get the waiver wire ads you guys are hoping for. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Scullard, and we'll talk to you later.